0: Entered the Man Cave Podcast with Dan Casper, a podcast where we talk mostly about sports, but sometimes we mix in some other fun topics and conversations. So sit back and join us on this episode
1: of the Man Cave Podcast with Dan Casper. What up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by our awesome friends from Hi V and Toys and Ford. Big thanks for tuning in to this episode. I'm Dan Casper, your host as always. A couple of uh, housekeeping notes: again, quick reminder, don't forget to subscribe and follow the Man Cave Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if uh, you could be a gentleman and a scholar, to well, or just be a nice person and Give us a positive review and rating on your favor on on however you listen to the podcast. If it's on Spotify or, or Apple or anything like that, uh, don't forget uh, we take voice messages. You don't have to dial a number. The link is in the podcast description. We we'll love to hear your analysis, your comments, uh, maybe some questions for a little Q and A. All right, hit it up, hit it up. Okay, on this episode, we are we're gonna catch up with uh, R J Cardinal. He's gonna break down the what's going on with this Big Ten media deal. Uh, that we had heard about that it was, you know, when Kevin Warren was the Big Ten Commissioner, this massive media deal that was agreed to. But now there's some some stuff going on with that. So we're going to catch up. RJ's going to break it down with us. We're going to catch up with uh, with RJ on that. But uh, we begin the podcast talking about the 2025 NFL Draft. You all know I, I'm a big draft lover. I was at the Chicago one in 2015. have been saying for a long time I want it in Green Bay. When it's in Green Bay, I'm going to go there. And, uh, well, yesterday... It was announced, officially official, that uh, the Green Bay Packers will be hosting the 2025 NFL Draft, something that uh, that Mark Murphy has been working on, it seems like, for almost 10 years, ever since the draft kind of became a a traveling show. First year in 2015 in Chicago, 2016 Chicago, then it's been to you know Nashville, Philly, Dallas, Kansas City, Vegas after a lot of years being held in New York City or New York City at Radio Music uh, Hall, Radio Music City Hall. But uh the Packers now cuz we know that they will more than likely never hold a Super Bowl. So this is always kind of been seemed as the the next best thing is holding this three-day event or I guess kind of a week-long event if you if you think about it but uh, I know there's been some doubters and there's still some doubters out there whether a a town like Green Bay the NFL's smallest market can can hold this we're about to find out we're about to find out Roger Goodell yesterday saying the draft has become a prominent off-season event hosted in different cities with spectacular locations across the country, and we are excited to work with the Packers and Discover Green Bay to bring the 2025 NFL Draft to Green Bay, an iconic Lambeau Field. With the help of numerous local partners on the ground, our prospects and fans will be treated to an incredible week-long experience that shows off the city of Green Bay and the state of Wisconsin. Mark Murphy, this is an incredible day for the Packers, Greater Green Bay, and the entire state of Wisconsin as we are excited and honored to be selected to host the 2025 NFL Draft. The Packers have a rich and proud history that goes back to the early days of the NFL and are the only community-owned team. That connection to our league's heritage, combined with the great passion Packers fans will bring, will make the draft a memorable event for those in attendance and NFL fans watching around the world. Today's announcement is a result of year's hard work by our draft committee, uh, their tireless efforts putting together a bid, And a plan to host the draft here, as well as the extraordinary support we received from our community partners, has created this unprecedented opportunity to showcase our community. We couldn't be more excited to host the 2025 NFL Draft, which I believe, I don't know the exact date, but I believe this will probably be Mark Murphy's last uh, kind of like event or, or, or Big thing as as Packers CEO because he's he's approaching that uh, mandatory retirement age, so I mean this is probably his la- his parting gift for for Green Bay and you know that'll be a discussion when we get to that point in a, in a couple of years the the lasting legacy of of one Mark Murphy as as the main man in charge for the Packers you know gets uh, gets the job and one of the first things he has to do is. Ushering in the new era, the whole summer of Favre and and that '08 thing, and then, you know, just this past one with with Rodgers, or I, maybe even the last couple of years with with Rodgers. But then, you know, you factor in bringing in the bringing in the NFL draft too. Town District. I mean, I know a lot of people kind of have some thoughts on Martin Murphy and, and maybe the job he's done, or or would like to, you know, kind of. Uh, I think there's probably a good chunk that maybe have, have kind of questioned the the job he's done, but he, there's been a lot of changes. I think it's fair to say since he's been uh, been the main man, whether it's been you know football wise or just around Green Bay. Anybody who has been around Lambeau Field in the last you know ten, fifteen, five, ten, fifteen years, you know what I'm talking about with all the changes that has gone there. Gone are the days of. Of tailgating in, in a Kmart parking lot or, or big lots. That that ain't that those are gone. Good memories. I love tailgating in the Kmart parking lot back in the day. Now it's it's a football field and all those other events, Arians Hills, it's it's completely different over there and it, it looks awesome too. And it's looks it's looked tremendous. I know Myron Construction doing a fantastic job with a lot of that stuff over there too. So but nonetheless, back to the draft. So it's happening. It's coming. And I know there's been some, and this is kind of my, uh, I'll tell you right now, this has kind of been my uh, grind my gears for, for my Tuesday. All right? So you if you have Twitter or Facebook or, or whatever, you might have seen some of this kind of sprawling out there. And there's even been some of the uh, the, the local writers too kind of questioning whether Green Bay can do this whether the city of Green Bay can host this. Do they have the infrastructure? Do they have the ability to do this? Smallest market of all the NFL teams. There's some doubts. There's even some that have gone out there saying, I'm just not flat out coming. I don't want to deal with having to go to a, a smaller markets and <laughs> uh, there's even been some people literally say it i don't want to drive around okay that's your issue that's uh, you know whatever I, i can't help you but let's just wait and see how this goes okay i get it it's a smaller market team it's the hotel issue do they have enough rooming for everybody. You do factor in the whole, you know, Fox Valley you could factor in Milwaukee and, and that and I get it. You know, if you stay in Milwaukee, well, where's the parking for, you know, having you know, going up to the draft and and that sort of thing. I ain't gonna sit here and pretend like I know the answers or what they should do. There's people that get paid a lot of money to figure that out and that's their jobs. So I'm gonna trust those people that they know what they're doing and they know what they're talking about they're the experts not some my you know me some small time radio person criticizing that or or questioning that i'm going to trust the people in charge for this that they've got it figured out and i think obviously green bay presented a, a plan that pacified the majority of nfl owners and pacified the nfl like yeah we can do this in green bay so just because we don't know the plans doesn't mean that they don't have a plan in place on this, alright? So I think everybody kind of already putting a Debbie Downer on this thing and already kind of like poo pooing on it. Just chill, alright? Just take a step back. You can be nervous about it. Be like, oh I don't know what this is. Done. That's fine. But you know what? Don't poo poo on it right away. Let the experts figure this thing out they got a plan they got some time i'm sure there's going to be more stuff they got a year and that what a little less than two years i would say about a year and a half to give them a couple months there let's let's see it all play out right i mean i've never been there but eaa and oshkosh that's oshkosh smaller than green Bay, right how many would i see a number like 600,000 for for the for the air show that they do down there I know it it's, can kind of be a mess with, with the highway of cars and all that getting in there. But, I mean, I think they've probably researched it and talked and, you know, they got a game plan for this thing. They do. I trust them that they do, okay? So let's see it play out. Let's see it play out, all right? Have a little faith, okay? But I'll tell you right now, I'm going. Now, I don't know if I'm going to be able to find a place to stay, um, I might have to tent it up in somebody's yard uh, or, or whatever, but I'm going. I'm going. I, I, went to the, uh, I went to the first one in Chicago in 2015, and I haven't been back since to, to the draft, but just kind of seeing it on TV and experiencing the first one that was outside of New York for the longest time, it's going to be completely different. and I know I've talked about it before, but like 2015 in, in Chicago, it uh, was kind of like their first time doing it. And they had, you know, I, had, I think like the NFL experience out. And they had like you can run the 40-yard dash for the kiddos and all that. And then they had like a, a beer tent, literally like a beer tent that you see at a fair. And it was a tent popped up and some taps and all that. It looks different now on TV from what all the, Every city has kind of put their own flavor, put their own kind of, you know, stamp on it. So it's going to be different than when I experienced it in Chicago in 2015, but I'll be curious to see what what Green Bay's stamp on it is going to be. What's going to be kind of you know? It just seems like every year we've had a new draft, and I think like Nashville is now the new benchmark. Like everybody like loved Nashville, and there was just a ton of people there, and I think they've got they've had the most people attend the draft and. You know Green Bay's probably not going to get as many people as as Nashville because that that then could be a mess but every every draft I think has had you know location has put their own stamp on it put their own like little flavor uh, on this thing and that's where I'm excited to see what uh, uh Green Bay is gonna be able to do with this see it all play out I feel like now I don't know but I feel like the draft itself will probably be in the newly renovated rush center. If anybody hasn't seen it in the last, you know, couple years or so, it's completely different over there. You know, Brown County area gone and you know all that. It I feel like it's 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 not the old school rush center. Where it's like, well, that's kind of small and That and that's different. Okay, it's it's different. So I feel like the draft itself would be in there unless they do a stage on the outside. I don't know, uh, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised too if like, they like close down Lombardi Avenue so you can't even drive on Lombardi Avenue, and it's just this big old, you know, walking area and, and such. Town, Lambeau. I never heard the phrase that Mark Murphy used yesterday, but calling it Lambeau Field Campus. I, I've I've never heard that that phrase used before. Maybe I, I could have completely missed it. I could have completely missed it. I'm not going to pretend like I, I, you know, I, I know everything out there. But I, I was like, oh, okay, because he was talking about like the Rush Center and, and that whole area, and, and he said they referred to it as as Lambeau Field Campus. I kind of like that. I kind of like that uh, that naming on there. But I'm excited. I'm going. I'm hoping we can do the show from there. You know, at least a couple days. Maybe the first round on Thursday, and then you know, do it in on Friday morning too. I'm excited, and I'm going even though i've I've kind of knocked off a draft off my bucket list, a draft being in Green Bay, I think that's easily easily worthy of adding it on to uh to my bucket list again to go over there and I know a lot of you have chimed in either whether it's been this morning or over the last you know while now saying if it ever goes to green bay you're going i know a lot of people have already reached out to me my phone was blowing up before t-ball last night asking if i was going or what's the plan are you doing shows you're gonna be doing this and i'm like i gotta take a break here take let me just get get a, get my breath here and yeah we got we got a little under two years to figure this out but everybody's geeked up everybody's excited about this thing and i love it let's go i can't wait I can't wait to check it out. Yeah, prices are going to skyrocket for rooming and board. Rooming and board. Do they still say that? Um, you know, hotels or Airbnbs or, or whatever. I mean, some you can't even, like, book out hotels this far in advance at this point. Maybe some will kind of start to open it up just and they'll, you know, they will increase those those prices. So, I mean, it's you're going to be paying a lot of money unless you can get a good deal somewhere, but... I'm excited, and I hope a lot of Packers fans are excited. And I hope, if you have the opportunity, that that you will go and check it out. If, if you're a sports fan, if you're a football fan, if you're a Packers fan, I hope that uh, if you have the opportunity to go check it out, I hope you do. It's a unique event. I might be uh, partial to this because I'm a huge draft fan. I, I love the NFL draft. It's one of my favorite events in the calendar year. I'm gonna check it out. I mean, it's already I'm signed, sealed, delivered. I'm going. Hopefully, I can do some shows from there. Hopefully, we'll be close to Lambo. I've got a couple of years to, to to game plan this thing. But I hope I hope the, a lot of you are able to check it out whether it is the first round, or maybe it's the Friday of, of day two, or maybe it's Saturday for the last you know few rounds. It doesn't matter. Kind of a, being able to experience this because. You know, as a kid, growing up and, and watching a draft, it's like I'm not gonna go to New York City. I'm never gonna be able to go to Radio City Hall or whatever they, they call it over there. And now the fact that it's actually on you know kind of a, a a circuit taking a draft on the road and it's gonna be held at your favorite team's your favorite team's place within your state. I hope you take advantage of that, and I hope you're able to to check it out. Just to say that, yeah, I, I went to one. Yeah, I experienced it. I mean, come on, and it's Wisconsin. We we know how to do it right. You know what I mean? Midwest nights nice and all that. We know how to do it right. Let's fire up the girls. I love what uh, Paulie Paps. Uh, you, you hear him on the DP show from nine to eleven here, but he, he was. He was exactly right. It, it's not going to happen this way. If it could happen this way, I would absolutely love it. But uh, he had tweeted out yesterday: "Skip looking for hotels or rentals. Roll to Green Bay in an RV and set up shop in the parking lot for four days." Heck yes, I would be all about that if we could do that. I would. This is now. This is now when we need that uh, the mobile man cave. We need the mobile man cave before the 2025 NFL draft. We need to roll that thing up in Green Bay. Now we've got the deadline set. we got to figure this thing out. But Paulie's exactly right. This is, if we wanted to put our own little stamp and flare on this, it would never happen because the NFL wouldn't allow this to happen, I don't think. We're rolling up and we're tailgating and we're just, we're, we're spending the night in and, and, and the parking lots and we got our RVs and our our, our campers our ambulances that are decked out and green and gold stuff oh yeah and i mean i think there's going to be a good chunk of fan bases from all across the country all across the world that are going to be coming into green bay you know 2015 i know chicago is a little bit different but you know when i was at the draft in 15 in chicago with brandon we kind of had a a little game that we were playing like okay can we find a fan for every single team? like can we find people that traveled to this to the draft that represent every single team and I believe we did like the ones we were a little bit nervous about was was Jaguars, but we actually found a few I think they were wearing their maurice uh, Jones drew jerseys. I think the first ones we ran into were actually Cleveland fans. I think the wife was a Browns fan, and the husband was a Steelers fan. I'd have to ask Brandon. But well represented, I think yeah we we found fans and we talked to fans from every uh every single team. Chicago's a little different. Green Bay's gonna be more unique. let's do it up. I cannot wait. feels like it should be next year, and it's I'm trying to you know like okay, we got a little bit yet man got a little bit let's 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 tone it down let's try not to get too excited, but hopefully our plans kind of fall into place here. Have you started planning your summer vacations yet? Making that checklist of things you need to do before that vacation? Now let me ask you the next question. Are you confident your vehicle can handle that road trip that you're planning? If you hesitated, the answer is no. So here's what you do. Just visit Toys and Ford and check out their new and used inventory to upgrade that vehicle of yours. Or you can schedule an appointment with their service center to get your vehicle ready for that road trip. Make your vacations this summer more memorable with the help from Toys and Ford. Summer is a busy time. Holidays, vacations, get-togethers. Which also means you're going to need a lot of food. So you need a go-to place you can trust that has the widest selection of products with the best prices and the best fuel saver program in the Chippewa Valley. That's Hy-Vee in Eau Claire. From their meat department, deli, bakery, and more, Hy-Vee has you covered for all those get-togethers and vacations for this summer. Plus, save more money for your vacations with their Epic Fuel Savers program. Make it a memorable and epic summer with the help from Hy-Vee. Let's talk some uh, college sports with our dude, Mr. R.J. Cardinal, Badger Analyst from the Zone in Madison. RJ, I know we were kind of talking about the new Big Ten commissioner a little bit uh, last week, and and kind of talking about his his media background and such. And I've been kind of seeing some things about you know what's there's maybe a little bit of a hiccup or something with the with the TV deals with the Big Ten. Can you give us a little bit of a maybe a little bit of a background of of exactly what's what's going on right now?
0: Well, it appears outgoing commissioner Kevin Warren didn't exactly finish the deal a year ago when it was announced. So there's that. Hmm. Um, So, yeah, final deal uh, three months out before the season starts uh, has not been really agreed upon. And uh, it appears Kevin Warren was doing a lot of things on his own without consulting anybody, Uh, whereas he was promising some Big Ten championship games to NBC. Uh, The only problem is the Big Ten doesn't have the rights to the Big Ten championship games. That would be the Big Ten Network and Fox, and that's why it's always on Fox. Um, So the deal with NBC, um, not necessarily all there. Um, A big part of that is also because, um, as Kevin Warren was negotiating, apparently didn't run... November night games by any schools. Um, so, yeah, it, it seems everything that was agreed upon um, by at least the Big Ten offices and the um, TV networks, well, just NBC, um, it seems like were never discussed with anybody else. Um, now the Big Ten. Um, for some reason, I didn't exactly know why owes forty million dollars back to the uh, back to Fox uh, for one reason or another, but also owes twenty five million dollars back to Fox for not fulfilling uh, the allotted games during twenty twenty. So, um, whereas. Um, Kevin Warren seemed to be a big proponent of not playing at all, um, and during 2020. Uh, but yet, uh, whatever side you fall on, cooler heads prevail, or um, you know, stupidity prevails. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and games ended up being played not to 12, um, and some teams like Wisconsin, you know, even missed two games of the schedule that was placed out there. Uh but yeah, because the big ten didn't fulfill the number of games, uh they owe uh, another 25 million to Fox. Um and then apparently depending on what actually goes down in agreements with the NBC portion, up to 70 million could be lost. Um uh in part of the the billion dollar uh deal that um was agreed upon. Now, I mean still that it was one point one billion, so it becomes one point oh three billion. It's still one of the most lucrative contact contracts in sports history. Um so uh but yeah it uh it seems Kevin Warren and In reading some things um, uh, from across the internet on some sources that have tend to be right upon things, it seems um, that some people were put in place in the Big Ten offices to really keep this guy in check because after they hired him, uh, shortly thereafter, you saw like Barry Alvarez become a special advisor to... Mm -hmm the commissioner and things like that, um, and other people joined in, um, they had no longer had trust in the commissioner after, uh, the 2020, uh, whole season, uh, thing, um, and the dealing with COVID, even though, I mean, it's unprecedented times, you can't really expect somebody to know how to do that. Um, but yeah, the whole handling of that led to some distrust there. Um, and, uh, yeah, it I, it seems the move to the Bears is more or less of a probably writing on the wall, we don't want to fire you, mm-hmm. uh, but you might want to look for a new job. Um, and yeah, it now makes sense to bring in a guy who has extensive uh, uh, experience in the media because it's not just that he needs to, you know, we, like we talked last week, uh, think of Uh, possible new creative ways to move forward and uh, make more money. He now needs to salvage some of this money that Kevin Warren uh, apparently didn't know what actually the conference had the rights to as opposed to their TV deal that um, apparently everybody in-house except Kevin Warren knew the Fox had the rights to the Big Ten championship game through 2030. (laughs) but yet he promised NBC the big 10 championship game in like 2026 or something like that. Um, so it does seem a bit of a cluster. Um, and it'll, it'll be interesting to see where this all flushes out. Um, and we get to see where the TV deal actually is at the end of, um, whatever negotiations we're going through here. Um, but yeah, so it, it it'll be interesting to see what we have going on there.
1: Yeah, and you kind of mentioned it already, but I was going to ask. I mean, you know, not to say he's not qualified overall, but you have to wonder if a big reason why you know you know Tony was hired as the new Big Ten commissioner was because of his media background, working with CBS and was it uh, the Golf Network, I think, or something like that too. I mean, uh, given with everything that we're kind of hearing coming out here, you have to imagine that was probably a big you know. Big selling point to, to bring him on board to be the new Big Ten commissioner.
0: Yeah, um, it, it does seem that way. Um, you have, I, yeah, it's just one of those. It's it's kind of like, oh, hey, cool. Um, they just signed a big TV deal. We really won't need that guy for a while. But now it does appear uh, we found a reason why they needed him, and not like like you're saying. I don't know if I mean a lot of people that are in the business world and on the business side of things can move on over into here. I mean, uh, look at Pat Richter at Wisconsin. He was, he never was an AD anywhere else. He was a vice president over at Oscar Meyer here on the east side of Madison when it was still uh, out out of Madison. So uh, he left the business world to come be the athletic director here and made some tough decisions, cutting sports and all that kind of stuff. And sometimes you don't need, the sports guy to, to be there. So if you have a guy who now is clearly seems pretty darn qualified to be on the TV media rights deal and negotiating that and you saw articles of people from the, the media uh, across the media industries on uh, all that who said, this is the guy. Um, let's, let's hope the respect's there for him to be able to, uh, like smooth things things over at least with the NBC side to try to salvage as much of the up to seventy million dollars that could be lost. Uh, from from this deal that was in place but not signed.
1: You bring up a really interesting point, RJ, about you know backgrounds of like athletic directors and such, because you know I think it was actually kind of talked a little bit about last year in the NFL with with like general managers. Do you want the general manager that's like a scout by trade, or maybe a general manager that's uh? a salary cap and you know, expert and, and can factor into money and all that sort of stuff. And you, you kind of mentioned with athletic directors, I, I know of, you know, some at different colleges too that, you know, not necessarily former coaches or assistant athletic directors. They came from like a PR background or maybe a, a mm-hmm. business background or something like that. It I mean, it it I think every situation is probably unique in what type of athletic director you want and what point you're Probably at at that program, but you know, I I think a long gone are the days our former athletic directors are supposed to be, you know, those former coaches or or something like that.
0: Right, and currently, uh, your job as the athletic director is to generate as much revenue as you can. I mean, that I mean, it plays into everything an athletic director used to do, where it was just like find the right coach to make sure this, get your uh, department in order so, you know, you can be the figurehead. I mean, Elroy Hirsch, that's really what he did. He he was the rah-rah guy who went around shaking hands and kissing babies to try to get money into the, the, the UW, but, I mean, the athletic department as a whole kind of uh, slid by the wayside because, you know, they were hiring... Uh, friends. They were hiring old badgers. They were hiring uh, that maybe weren't qualified to put winning on the field, and then the money started dwindling, and it didn't matter that it was Elroy Hirsch. Um, But then, yeah, you look at the the business side of things and and getting a PR person in there, getting somebody with a business acumen in there, getting somebody there who understands the business side of it and doesn't necessarily need to be the end-all be-all on um, I can do talent evaluation on coaches. Uh, I mean, it sounds stupid, but that there's search firms like that for a reason to help you out on that kind of thing. Um, And, you know, uh, famously we had uh, the last AD in Barry Alvarez who – the the quote unquote I am the search firm
1: right, and yeah.
0: for the, for the most part uh he he hit some hit some home runs on some hires but um ultimately there were some programs that fell to the wayside and uh I mean still one of the better hirers of coaches has has been Pat Richter um it's yet to be seen what we see out of Mcintosh but I mean he's had to replace um two of the three High-profile programs, head coaches here in the last calendar year um, in in uh, football and hockey, and that used to be listed as hockey, football, and basketball as your top three in that order, probably. Um, but it's uh, it's something that the the role of the administration at, at an athletic department now um, is to make make the alumni happy, which then leads to the alumni and boosters bringing in more money.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, fundraising and, and all that stuff, right? And you mm-hmm. kind of wonder with yep. with the NIL now, too, factoring that all in. with it. And that's what, you correct me if I'm wrong, but that's something, you know, Chris McIntosh, was it the, the Badger Fund or what the Varsity Fund uh, that they're starting? Uh,
0: the Varsity Collective.
1: Car yeah. Varsity Collective, yeah. So, I mean, yep. factor that in, too, that 80s have to... Kind of manage too, so man.
0: right and and really that's a separate. I, I think of the Varsity Collective as more like uh, you know a high school uh, booster club, mm-hmm. where they work with the school. They're not necessarily involved in the school, but they can then use money from the collective to help with things that the school might need. Or you know, it's like hey. We're thinking about this kid. What can you do? The school's not paying them. The varsity is... Gotcha. Is, it's not... It's turning that line of being the school, but not the school at all. Mm-hmm.
1: Interesting. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Big thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast couple of quick reminders for you don't forget to follow and subscribe to the man cave podcast on your favorite podcasting platforms like apple spotify google stitcher amazon or wherever you listen to your podcasts and you can leave us a voice message whether it's a comment analysis or a question for a question and answer segment just get that link in the podcast description also don't forget to rate and review the podcast if you haven't done so already. This helps other people find the Man Cave Podcast and be a friend and tell a friend about the Man Cave Podcast. Until the next episode, I'm Dan Casper and thank you for listening to the Man Cave Podcast.